حبيبي يا نور العين يا ساكن خيالي عاشق بقلب سنين ولا غيرك في بالي حبيبي يا نور العين يا ساكن خيالي That's all you get out of me No, I love that. Thank you, man. Honestly, that was amazing. Is that a, is that like a classic tune? It, it is a classic song. I'll continue the rest of it in the shower alone. You know, <laughs> that's where it's safe, man. Welcome to the show. No, man. Thank you for having me. Thank it's you. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I came across you, but I I totally I loved your personality on the videos, man. That's oh, what I liked you, about man. it. And Appreciate plus, listen, it. you're doing good work, man. Appreciate and it. I want to find out, like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're too young, and, and like you're doing the work. I think of an older person, but I think that's probably you. You correct me if I'm wrong. Your upbringing, like who you are, like person wise sure. and stuff like that, that. That you brought that to the game, right? Instead of looking at it's construction, it's landscaping. It's like, am I wrong or what? No, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, it's upbringing. When I first came here to Canada, maybe grade eight, uh, the whole goal. Like now, I'm in engineering at Ryerson University, uh, finishing up my last year. Oh wow. Uh, so at the same time I started this company, I was, I would say first year of university, I was 19 and then all of my uncles kind of already did the same thing. So in the summertime, whenever I was off, I was working with them. And then, uh, one time I had an incident, we got in a fight with one of the uncles. And oh, you like, mean not a job site incident. It was a, a family incident. No, no, it was a job site incident. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I did something wrong and he was yelling. I was like, okay, no problem. I got it. I was like, let me just try to do this on my own. So I started off with just lawn mowing actually around the neighborhood. I, my father had a Civic, like a Honda Civic with the six seaters. Yeah. And I would put like the seats down, load up the mower, and then just cut around the neighborhood. Did that for one year. Saved up enough for one truck. Car smell like grass all the time. Oh, terrible, man. <laughs> had to wrap it all with blankets and things. And if the father <laughs> seen it messed up, you know, I got a cleaning session after. But you were working, man. For sure. You got a lot of work out of that? Oh, uh, yeah. I was doing five houses, six houses a day. Good for you, man. At the time, it was almost equaling the same salary. I was working 10 hours with my uncle. So I was like... Just mowing lawns, eh? For sure. There's a lot of value in that. Yeah, and you make good connections. But I event, like I like the business side of things. So I wanted to take it farther. And I was invested from day one. Like I knew where I wanted to take this company. So I bought my first truck. It was used, man. It was crap. What year? What kind? 2007 F-150. It worked. It worked for two days. The second day, I'm turning it on in the garage and the whole body's shaking. Uh -oh. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I might just do it, right? When I had the conversation with my father, I'm like, let me just buy a really better one. Yeah. I bought a 2016 one at the time. and then Still was, used. Still used, yeah, of course. At I'm glad time, that you're not saying I bought a brand spanking new. No, man. At the yeah. time, there was nothing. Trying to make profits, get yeah, the yeah. revenue in, yeah. uh, move the business. So I bought the brand new one. Uh, if my dad wasn't giving me the thing, I was going to take a loan out. But at the time, I was 19, so I was able to. He bought the truck, and I paid him back in the first year. Yeah, Just so from the work? Just from the work. We started expanding into not just cutting the grass, into doing the sod itself, so changing the grass. Uh, and that way, we do the grass, and then I just get the contract right away for lawn mowing. So just, just word of mouth. Exactly. At the beginning, it was only like Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, just wherever you can put the ads for free until I figured out how to really market the company. Were you lowballing? Like, were you underpricing just to get work uh, or no? No, I was doing probably $50 a house. It's not bad. Yeah, it takes about 25 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah, I do 10 houses a day. We're getting okay. ahead of ourselves. I got to share who I'm speaking <laughs> with, ahead, man. Yeah. So, okay, so how do you pronounce the last name again? I don't want to mess it up. That's no, it's Alshanak. Alshanak, right? Yeah. And safe. Yes. 
But it's spelled it's spelled S E A F, right? Yeah, safe in Arabic stands for sword. So it's not, swords. Yeah, it's not safety. Internal Green Landscaping is here. Uh, website is internalgreenlandscaping.ca and his phone number is, you want me to give out the phone number? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 647-572-4456. You can reach him on his email at, uh, what do you got here? It's uh, EG Landscaping, or sorry. It's EGLscaping at gmail.com. Exactly. And then uh, you can find him on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, man. How's TikTok doing for you? I actually, we're just experimenting with the project you probably saw. Yeah, that's um, the one. Yeah, I saw so it. We're yeah. going to be posting more content on that. Good for, sure. for you, man. So you get internal green landscaping all around the board there. And then on TikTok, it's internal dot green. Um, I'm wearing three ways t-shirt. So thank you guys. Uh, I, I'm actually a fan of this blue. I like it a lot. But where do I? Okay, man. You going to stick in this game for a while? Or are you going to finish the engineering? No, engineering is just for the family. Just okay. finish it up because I was already three years in. I'm like, I might as well finish. You learning a lot? Uh, most of my focus on the business, but... Do you like it? <laughs> the engineering thing? Yeah. No, it's not my type of tea. But I was the oldest in the Middle Eastern family, so I kind of had to set an example. Of Fair enough. You might guess. use it someday. Yeah, for sure. I wish I wish would have went civil, though, because that would have gone more in my field. Where? In Toronto? Where? In Toronto? For I, Toronto? Actually, yeah, it would, it yeah. would work here. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Can you change? No. no too late now. It's Last year. Late. Yeah, exactly. I want to repeat another two. So you built the business. You saw little things that were, I guess, you could you tell yourself they can improve, right? For sure. And then you look at the improvements, right? That's yeah. what I love about the younger generation. You guys are figuring out your problem solving, man. Yeah, and the good thing about, like, we have access to information. You probably guys didn't have to. So we, like, YouTube tutorials, even, like, having subcontractors come on site and just giving them, explaining different things. So when I first got into siding, I just had subcontractor come. Gave him the whole profit of the job, but the whole point of him was to teach the guys that I had how to do it. So in the future, we just do it all alone. So it wasn't a profit loss. No, it was even that after I paid labor. Everything. It doesn't matter. I didn't have any investing into the business. Yeah, I know at the end what the result of the payback could be. Until this day, everything is going back to the business now. What's your crew like? Older people. We have six crew members. You the youngest? I'm the youngest. I'm impressed, man. It's kind of hard when you're the youngest. That's why I don't like doing things I don't have experience in. I don't like... But you'll uh, ask. No, I'll ask for 100% for sure. But in front of my guys, I mean, I like to know everything before I head. So they look at me and it's an example of how the work gets done. Uh, I don't like when a crew member knows more than me in certain instance, for example. They have too much leverage at that point. But uh, How are the clients? Do they look at you and wonder, your yeah. dad going to go show up or what's going on here? Like they, they ask you that? So actually, the first year when I started doing sodding, I would never say I'm the owner of the company. Because oh. you already knew. I knew it was going to happen. They're going to look at me. I look with no beard, no nothing. I can't even grow it. It looks 17, most likely. <laughs> uh, so I always say I'm a supervisor in the company. I'm an inspector at the beginning when I first started. But now that I have a resume, I can pull up and show them, like, this is what we did. It's hard to have somebody give you five figures when you're, like, 18, 19, or you look like 17. It's very hard to find that trust. Rather than having an expert who's 40, he's been doing this for 20 years and expect the same results. Are you intimidated, Safe, by that? Like, are you intimidated by a client going, listen, we've heard great things about you. This is what we want to do. And you already know the number is going to get up there. Are you intimidated by that number getting up there? No, 100%. No. Usually, uh, when it started getting higher, more than $10,000 job to $50,000 job, I told them I don't need a lot of money up front. Give me 10% up front. I don't need 50%. And give me the rest after you see the job is completed. 
So I had my work speaks for itself. Like I had everything detailed to perfection. That's how we keep the clientele. That's why the offer worked really well. well I tell them I'll just take 10% of whatever the job is and then pay me the rest after it's completed. So you can see for yourself the work that we're putting in. How are the relationships with the um, suppliers? Are they looking at you the same way that customers might be looking at you going, who's this kid? Uh, it's a little bit difficult with the suppliers. Still, you have a proven record almost. So the first two years, my price was almost close to the customer's price. I had an account. It was like maybe a 5% discount, yeah, yeah, not yeah. much. Uh, but now that you spend money, they'll see what's going on. You build connection with the owners and what's happening. And also, my uncles are in the field. so The word is getting out. Exactly. The name is out there. For sure. But I can see the suppliers kind of looking at you going, wow, we don't even know if this kid's going to stick around by the end of the season, let alone be in this business. That's true. Uh, only like one supplier that I hit up and I had a connection with that I opened an account with on the first year. All the other ones, I paid my way till I got in. Till they seen a proof track record. And they knew that I was serious about this. Then all the accounts are now open. Everything is moving. Smooth. You got any suppliers that you want to give a shout out to that you like, that you like working with? or Shout out FSI Landscaping, yeah. Tomar, Green Horizon for Grass. Oh, you're working with Tomar? Yeah. They're good guys. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I've with them for a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're good guys, right? But now you, you've chosen a business that involves machinery. Yes which means maintenance, which means overhead, which means more money, and you're balancing all that stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, as in machines, it's still basic machines that we have, like a tiller, a concrete saw, a compactor. It's yet to have a heavy equipment on site. We definitely rent, and we have an operator that can handle that. It's coming, though, eh? Yeah, 100%. You know it's coming, Next right? year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Sure. It's coming. Yeah. So you, are you preparing yourself for that? Yeah, 100%. Are you talking to other people that have gone that road? Uh, I'm in a landscaping group, so I keep texting them. Sometimes I'll go, I'll come to the job just, just for free, just to look at what you guys are doing. I'll watch even help out the guys. If you need to use my trailer, go ahead. I'm just here to watch them there, for sure. You'll do that? You'll just call them up and go, listen, can I be a shadow on the marker here? And that's yeah. it? Yeah? Yeah, of course. Why what's, not? What's the matter with you, Sif? <laughs> Your generation is <coughs> not doing this, man. Why are you doing this? I love that you're doing this, by the way. I totally love it. I enjoy building the company. I feel like the process of it or where you start. I enjoy the journey of it, where, where you come from. And looking back at when we first started, it's just me as a one crew member. And now that we have all of this and I have responsibilities like having people working under you that are much older and they have kids, mortgage to pay. So you have, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, are, are you, how long do you dwell on mistakes? Sorry? How long do you dwell on a mistake? Obviously, you, you're getting started. You're getting started, and you make a mistake. It's gonna be, ha it's gonna happen, right? How long you you kind of sit on that mistake before you move on and try to? Maybe one day. That's it. Yeah. It happened. Let's fix it. Let's move on. There's no time, man. There's you can't no do time. that. You go. I mean, what are, what are you gonna reminisce on the mistake that you made rather than just go back, fix it, and move on and do it better the next time? Well, mistakes is part of our industry. You know how it goes. It's not nothing yeah. gonna be perfect. No. Can't Eventually, be. one day, a crew member messes up, uh, something breaks, a water pipe, whatever. You're going to have to fix it. But Nothing's going to be perfect and everything could be improved. For sure. 100%. So you love building the business. Yes. What's the best part of building a business? Uh, just dealing with the customers and building the relationship with them. And more, not just the residential customers, but more the commercial clientele that we have under contract for snow removal and lawn maintenance. It just opens your eyes to how, I like how a business structure works. 
where like you have the supervisor, you have the crew members, and you have another inspector that comes and look at the job before they can complete the next step. I like the way that it ranks up in in order. It makes it more efficient and easy to work. Where do you see the business 10 years from now? My goal is actually not to just have eternal green landscaping. So next year it's going to be, I don't know if you know Kenneth Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, if you can see Kenneth he's Morgan. He's on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah, so if you if you know that he has Kenneth Morgan groups and then that divides into pools. All kinds of divisions. Exactly. So what we're going to do is probably do the same thing. We're going to start next year with roofing. Uh, I'm going to collect a team member, then go from eternal green landscaping, make that a group, and then separate that into subdivisions, landscaping, roofing, until we can take a land and build everything from the ground up. I'm seeing a lot of you guys. Like I, I'm very envious that... There's been a lot of you younger guys, and, and also Kenneth, Kenneth himself, right? Building a, a circle, like a network. Sure. And, and you go in and do one job, and client goes, listen, do you know a roofer? Do you know a framer? Do you know this? We're going to be doing an addition, all kinds of stuff. And then you start making the recommendations, but then now you're under the same umbrella. For sure. It makes a lot of sense, right? It does, because sometimes over the subcontractor, you don't have much control. The yeah. quality is not sometimes up to par of what, how you want it to be. Sometimes I'll tell them, take out everything, do it again. It doesn't make sense. It's not how it's supposed to be done. So when you're in control of how the operation all handles down, then you have better customer satisfaction at the end of the day and less problem rates where you're going to have to come back to the job and do it again. Clients have unrealistic expectations these days. Your, your, yeah. your bill is expensive. That's why I, just, I bring it up, right? Depends for sodding. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Say. But I just landscaping in generally, yeah. like it just it can get expensive depending on the this, this, this selection of products that they want to use or the shrubbery that they want to use. Just design wise, it starts to get really expensive, right? Yeah, for sure. And clients sometimes don't know what they want, so it takes a while to just finalize. Especially for interlocking, you're doing pillars or retaining wall. What stone they want to use it takes for grass. I can close the same deal in one day, but for interlocking. We're having a conversation on FaceTime, going through rough drafts of how it should look like. So it take maybe four or five days to close a big client. And how many different options are on the market nowadays, man? Back in my day when I was your age, there would have been maybe two to choose, right? Sure. <laughs> nowadays, it's insane how many options there are, right? Yeah, no. A lot of us, especially interlocking, different color stone, different everything. So. Are people, I, I never was a fan of the permeable pavers. Are they asking for that stuff? The permacon pavers? Not the permacon, permeable. The ones that let the water go through it so then you've got the joints that are thicker. No, I, I didn't do that yet. No, because uh, the thing is I saw it come on the market and I try to explain to the companies that are making it, it looks like crap. And when it comes to stone, it has to look good. Sure. Like they don't want to save the environment. Like I'm like I get that the water goes through and then it trickles into the soil and then it goes it doesn't go into the runoff it doesn't go into the infrastructure and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, man, client wants that stone to look beautiful on their house yeah, and then it lasts long too. They don't want they want a ten years guaranteed. So we offer a five year warranty on stone. Uh, any mistake, anything goes down and up, we have to come back fix it at no cost to the client. So when we do the job, make sure it's a hundred percent perfect. What's your secret? What do you do? Like you're obviously doing above what you're supposed to be doing regarding base and things like that, but you're understanding the whole foundation. Yeah, of course. For right. a driveway, we that's the issue with clients. I feel like contractors on the market give very low price that destroy other companies. Because the way the the way they do the job, like for interlocking, if you do a driveway, you minimum need to dig down about thirteen inches into the ground minimum. to have a solid yeah, foundation. Sure. Yeah, some people dig down seven, eight, 
client doesn't know what's going on underneath. They just look at the store and the final product at the end, and they just want the cheapest possible answer or price. But I tell them straight up, my price is higher than the market, but this is why. So they have an idea. You're educating them. Yeah. I, I, before interlocking client, sliding is very straightforward. I sit with them for 20 minutes when I'm doing the estimate. But for interlocking, I go on a Zoom call with them, and we discussed everything. And I have a time lapse, how the job is completed, how we dig down. Sure. And you're showing them everything. Yeah. Because you know that it has value. And the way that I deliver the presentation is different. And then the catalog, everything's branded on mine. The emails, the way that they get it, it's professional from start to finish. So they have no headache at all. How are the companies reacting to you? Like I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, you're valuable to me, right? Because the thing is, you're using their products. You are the best person to understand if this product is good or not. They're only used to products being shown in, in, I guess, a positive Photoshop light in their publications when it comes to marketing material. But are they reaching out to you and talking to you and ex ex you're giving them honest feedback to them? Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to any company. None of that's happening, no. eh? Uh, yeah, no. What a missed opportunity, man. I know, man. One day they'll realize that. I'm just okay. saying it's a missed opportunity because you guys, like, I have a lot of respect for all the hard trades, right? Like landscape, hardscaping, bricklaying out there, roofing, all that stuff. I have a lot of respect for that. But I think a lot of these companies need to be understanding that you guys are hugely valuable, man, when it comes to their products that they're pushing out there. And I wish that they would get more insight from you guys because your boots on the ground, right? Sure. And, and then you can give them their two cents. They don't like listening to my two cents because I'm brutally honest when it comes to certain things, right? So I'll just explain to them. You guys are doing this for a marketing push. That's all it is. It's not a really a good product. It's not going to last. And sure enough, most products don't last. And I understand why they haven't reached out. I don't think the company is as big as it can be compared to the other ones that's around. So I feel like they'll take care of the highest, most paying clients first, and then they'll move down the lane. Yeah, I know. But you know what's funny is that I look at you like Jordan in the 80s. Like Nike, for whatever reason, saw something in this kid who wasn't supposed to be at that point, but he was at the cusp of becoming bigger. So I, I, I like that you just shared, like you just compared yourself to some bigger players in the market. And then we know there's lots of bigger landscape hard companies out there. But don't ever underestimate the new kid on the block that's building the block to begin with. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? And then I reach out and talk to that person and have a conversation, not sell that person just yet but just talk and see where this kid going to go. Like, I know you're going to go somewhere. So it's like, keep an eye on this kid. And then you're going to see what he's going to come up with. That's what I'm trying to get at with this. So if anybody's listening regarding those brands, pay attention, man. Yeah, it's, it's about all potential and self-belief. I know I can see the company becoming what I want it to become in five, 10 years. And I have my time to play with a little bit younger than most of the people that go into the industry. I believe the average age is around 35 to 40 for people coming into construction, Yeah, uh, which is understandable. Uh, but since building it from early on, you get a lot more information from them. How do you, um, how do you pick your clients or do your clients just pick you? You just sell your client. You'll come across a client and then they'll give you some ideas what they're looking for. But how do you pick your clients? So I don't take any clients. Uh, I, now that we do Facebook mar uh, ads, I, I calculate the client based on how much it's costing me per client. 
And then when I'm talking to them, if those people arguing with me over ten, fifty dollars on the market, I tell them here, brother. Thanks, Smart. nice to meet you. Find somebody else. Smart. Because in the future, I don't want references from those clients. Then it just brings the same people, and the company never grows. Um, so I'm focused on the clients who wants to achieve the best solution possible or the best possible outcome on how the house should look like. In a in a okay good budget. It's not we're not way over above the market average. Um, but the results that show up will last longer. So those clients bring on better clients for me overall. So you're thinking about the future. Yeah. How do you pick your employees? I have an interview with them. How do you, what do you look for? Self-motivated, passionate, attention to details, on time for sure. I've fired multiple for just one minute late. I was like, oh, I, can't, I cannot. That's the one thing for me. I cannot stand delays. So they know that though. They know it, yeah. And they still show up on like late. No, I would usually give them a warning one or two times, and then sometimes uh, I would do out of goodness in my heart, pick up somebody guy up, and then he's late twice in a row, and then I was like, "Listen, if you're late tomorrow, why one minute? I am leaving, and we're done." A lot of you young guys are worried though about like you find a good guy and they're a good trade and they work well, but then all of a sudden they start slipping, and then you have a hard time trying to let that person go because you think it's going to be harder to find somebody else. But that's not the case, that's right? That's not the case. Yeah, everybody's replaceable, my friend. That's it's construction. Them. Yeah. And you, I mean, you spend a lot of time training them on how you want them to be. But at the end of the day, if you're like, I find that when I give people more responsibilities, they start to slack off because they feel like they're handling a bigger portion of the job. Mm -hmm. And without them, the job technically won't be complete because they're the supervisor on site. I'm like, I disagree. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, no. It, it, like they can go and the job will still be finished. Oh, no, no. hundred yeah. percent. I'm saying the job will get done. What I mean is yeah. they think they're in more control because they, they have more control over the job. Because they're responsible for the job and I'm not on site and they're the supervisor. I'll tell them, brother, nah, like I can replace you tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's not time to play around. And I'm very giving to the guys. Every month, they have employee of the month, right? At the end of the year, was the best employee. Give them a... Man, I want to work for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the same thing. It's like you can tell them that you, you can replace them, but you can also advance them. It's just you show initiative, you care. I've always said it to the younger trades out there when they're building their businesses, you need to find people that care about your business as much as you care about your business. Because sure. the majority of the people out there don't care about your business. Yeah, they come Not to the clock way in hours. Yeah. Exactly. Just punch the clock. Yeah. Shout out to Josh, matter of fact, the main supervisor. He's been with me for two years. And I always tell people who are early on investing into the company, people who are working now, I tell them in five, ten years, your position would be much bigger than... If you go work at a big company, you're not moving up the ranks no. this fast. No, no. So when you're investing in a small company, almost like a startup, how they get uh, stock benefits or whatever, like equity in the business, these guys can rank up very quickly because there's not there's a lot of positions to fill and we're growing quickly. And the people who are in here from the beginning are kind of already know the basics of how we're handling it. So it's easier for them to rank up in five, ten years. Some people don't want to look at the future and thinking about the twenty dollars or whatever they're gonna get paid an hour. Five, right? ten years is a blink of an eye, man. Sure. I mean, it's, it goes by fast, right? For sure. What's the employee of the month get? Do they get a photograph, frame, or anything like that? No. Gift card. <laughs> gift card. Uh, best we've done, send them to Niagara Falls, fully paid trip at the end of the year. Yeah, I want to work for you, man. Like, holy cow. <laughs> like, what all these benefits that you're offering, man? This is unheard of. This is what you get at an older business, what's going on. But you're seeing the value in it. That's why. Oh, man. The guys are invested. When The more you do, more things for the guys working for you, they'll go that extra step. The extra little details, the extra sanding in the last block, they won't leave it because they care about how the business is. They care about you as a person, so they're invested in you as well.
Are you looking to connect with key decision makers and influencers within the Toronto's built environment? Join more than 10,000 attendees, including Deloitte, RioCan, Broccolini, Ledcor, Ellis Don, Multiplex, Colliers, and more at the Building Show taking place November 30th to December 1st. Across three days, the Building Show features countless networking opportunities like Hard Hat Happy Hour, more than 500 exhibitors on the expo floor to source new products from, and educational sessions covering the topics that matter most to you, such as how to run an effective business, high-performance construction projects, and looks into new legislation and changes to the building codes. If that's not enough to convince you, mention code CONSTRUCTIONLIFE when registering and you'll save 10% off your Building Show Pass. Register online at www.thebuildingshow.com. So you're coming up, we're recording this show right now, third week of August, and you're coming up into one of two crazy seasons in here in Canada, which your days are getting uh, shorter, and Mother Nature's testing you. Weather's going to come out of nowhere. Like, I guess the extreme days are gone. Like, we're not getting any hot spells right now, but we're getting some, we're getting some weird rain weather this summer. Man, this summer has been weird, man. It's been weird. I've never, I'm not even in landscaping. And, and, you know, when I used to ride every single day, like, you become a weatherman. Like, you start paying attention. You, you don't look at the news. You look I'm at the clouds. Up. Exactly. <laughs> you can tell when it's coming. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. But it's been weird. Like, even the other night there, it just that rain came out of nowhere. Nowhere. I was actually doing the epoxy in my garage. Were you really? Yeah. And then I had everything out of the garage. Thing is, you look at the weather network, that report oh, is you can't never pay, accurate. You can't pay never. attention to so Exactly. You, so you got funny season coming up soon. How do you plan for that? Honestly, so during the raining time, we stop more of grass in August. There's not much work for sodding. Okay. We usually fill out May, June, July with a lot of our big sodding projects. And then the rest of that will continue interlock and just regular mulch or retaining wall landscaping. Uh, f- from now till the winter season, because we do snow plowing in the winter, it's all interlock. Yeah, and in the days sometimes you can't go to work. The ground is all muddy. You have to just hold it down till the weather gets better. But so, what do you keep the crew busy with? Like, what do you? It's well, they're off on when it's raining. That's all it is. Eh? Yeah, you, you can't, can't really, really much do anything. Can't yeah. do much at that point for sure. But now you want to expand into roofing, which is also dealing with Mother Nature. Yeah, that's true. Everything I, I need. Eventually, I will get inside. <laughs> eventually, I will get inside. You get inside. You know what? I, you're the best person to ask this question, man. What is the best grass out there, man? Kentucky blue. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I know. Totally, right? Kentucky blue grass. It just looks nice. It's just like it's perfect. It's looking nice. Um, It's just very lush green when you first get it from the start because they fertilize it right when they cut it for you. So when you put it, it's already ready to go on the ground. Yeah. What's the best way to maintain all that Kentucky blue? Water, water, water. Just water, water, water. Yeah. The the first season, you don't really have to seed or fertilize as much because the grass is still brand new. They just cut it. Uh, the most important part when you're first laying it down is to get it enough water for the roots to stick into the ground. Uh, and I advise anybody who does grass to roll the grass after they're done so make sure the roots does actually touch the soil. Bite. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and after that, the next season, we, we seed three times a year and fertilize three times a year. Yeah. Really? And for, yeah. for companies, I mean, for clients that do want that service. Trying to move away from residential, though. Go all commercial soon. Why do you... It's two different worlds. Not really for maintenance and snow removal. Uh, commercial is much better, huh? Commercial is much better, more efficient. You don't have to visit, it's not many different locations. And you're dealing with one person instead of 100, for example. You're just dealing with the property manager. You know exactly what they want. 
instead of spending four hours driving distance house to house to house it's better to just one company spend two hours there and then go to the next how was uh i don't remember snow winter last year how was it how was the season then it wasn't bad we had three big storms yeah that's it wasn't yeah, too it wasn't bad too right bad. so we, we've been getting lighter winters every every year i think it's been that's going true. on so it's like that's good man it's good for you guys but <laughs> exactly. i guess but then you get a lot of renegotiating going on oh uh, no never no, all right the contract signed before the season starts and we tell them like sometimes it's not in our favor sometimes one month we go do four visits so it kind of evens out at the end of the day like the uh, when you get farther into the month, like December, it starts to get a bit heavy. So what we'll do three times, four times, sometimes you have to go. And for companies, it's, for houses, a two-inch trigger for us to go out to clean the houses. But for the companies, it has to be on site right away. You right have to away. go assault. Yeah. Yeah. Every slipping hazard, you're, you'll get Liability. sued. Liability, sure. exactly, right? And that's that's the thing about it. Is, I mean, we've had other snow guys on the show and liability and insurance and all that stuff is all out there and that's a lot of guys that's a lot of reason why they get out of it too right insurance is crazy man. it's bad huh insurance is crazy it's terrible yeah like do you like doing it though being getting that call and you seeing the weather again like you guys are paying attention to the clouds man and now yeah. snow's coming and all of a sudden two three in the morning you're going out there first and you're getting out there it's nerve-wracking man uh, especially when i first started i was alone so when you were just doing like about sometimes 15 hours driving alone Talking to yourself. Talking to yourself. There's nothing to do. You're freezing cold. And when you're alone, there's no crew member to help you. You're getting out of the truck. You're shoveling everything. You're doing all the salting. Uh, so at the beginning, it was like that. It was, I hated snow from the beginning, man. I was actually looking forward to it when I first came to Canada. I'm like, Jordan, get snow, <laughs> snow. About to build a snowman. Yeah? How, yeah. Much you, how much you love it now? Not at all. Zero. <laughs> I think I loved it for the first week it was here. But I bet you you're the kind of guy that your wheels are spinning like on those days. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, like I double check everything. But you're thinking about what's going to happen next. You're thinking about the future. You're thinking about where can I take this business. You think you're you're having a conversation with yourself, but it's a valuable conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Right. So it's it's like as bad as it is, you're by yourself. It's cold in the middle of the night. Snow's coming down. You're making sure you're double checking, triple checking, you're doing all this stuff in and out, in and out, cold, 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 wet, 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 all that stuff. But you're thinking about, okay, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I stepping forward? Where am I moving forward? What am I going to do forward? Like, that's what that's what I mean. I mean, to all the young guys, if you have a vision and you can see yourself in that position, like you can actually visualize yourself in that environment before you even get there, it's much easier because motivation is doesn't last. It's discipline that goes a long way. Of course, yeah. yeah. So getting up and doing it every single day. So where'd you get all this from, man? <laughs> working. Right? Just working your ass just off? Just working, working. I like listening to podcasts, hearing different people's perspective on life. It just opens your eyes to how people, other people think and what's believed is possible. When I was in Jordan, my whole goal was finish engineering, do it in Canada, come back to Dubai and work there because I can speak two languages. It's crazy how it all transformed now. You never know where it's going to change. Yeah, that's true. Wait till you get married. Uh, far away from that three <laughs> years or so. <laughs> then, that, then that change happens again. How big? Do you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Or? Uh, I'm the oldest. I have uh, one brother and two sisters. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody in your circle of friends in construction? Or they went the engineering route? Uh, no, my friend, uh, I told you, was doing epoxy in my garage. Yeah. He does epoxy. Shout out to Supreme Epoxy. Uh, oh, I know of them. You know Supreme Epoxy? I totally know of them. I don't know. I've never spoken to them, but I know of them. Yeah. No, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, my, my circle is very tight. Maybe three people. I don't like that. I don't like to waste time. I don't have time to go party on the weekends. I'm clocking in work. I, I know what it's going to be. Put in the work now. You'll have fun later. So that's my motto. 
finish now. But are you really now. missing anything right now, Save? No. Are you like what? No, you're not missing anything. I mean, you're not missing anything if you're not looking forward to it. If you think of it that way. It's true. Yeah. It's very, very true. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the majority of your age is just partying, showing, TikToking, getting followers, and this is where we at. This is where we vacation. This is what we're doing. Everybody goes through. I had my phase where I wanted to do all that. But then you actually get to it, and you're just chasing a nonstop hole. You're just filling it like an empty hole that's never going to fill up. It's like, oh, when is the next party? When is the girl? That's like, what's the point of doing all that? There's no end game on that. There isn't. You're just chasing an unlimited high, which doesn't work. You can eventually buy a brand new spanking truck? Soon. Soon? Soon. What kind? I'm a Ford guy. I'm a Ford guy, only Ford. Please don't tell me lightning. No, no, I'm not about the lightning. <laughs> You're not that for much yeah, of a Ford only, guy. Only F-250s for now. I mean, even my personal car is a truck now. I don't drive. No, no, you're running a business. Yeah, man. exactly. That's so. all it is. But yeah. No, but you you paid your dues to get a, a, a proper truck, right? Yeah, so. for sure. And I have a F-250 2019 now. And then the F-150 2016 is operated by another crew member. So we have two trucks in the fleet. Uh, hopefully, I was going to get one this summer. I mean, this winter to expand. Uh, we'll see in how our commercial contracts are playing out, and then we'll go from there. But Diesel or gas? No, gas. Are you factoring in all this extra cost, man? Or are you just waiting uh, until Trudeau gets kicked out so then the carbon tax will go? It's unbelievable. I remember tickling $2, right? We're I remember filling up gas, 89 cents. And I thought, well, that was expensive. Now we're like 170 or something outside. Cents, man. When I was your age, gas was like 28 cents, man. Really? 28. I love the truck with like what fifty volts. All, all yeah, all all gas stations never had that third digit. You yeah. know what I mean? That that third opportunity to put a number on. Yeah. I, I remember that sad day when they started implementing all the signs, and then they're adding the third. Yeah, they one. didn't have the analog board long <laughs> enough to fit three <laughs> digits back then. No, but it, it's got to factor into your price point and your clients and explaining and and you like you're you're running off of fuel. Yeah. Right. Sure. So you got to calculate how that runs, right? Yeah, I mean, for the clients that were under contract. We raised up the price on them by 10%. You had to. Yeah, they couldn't. Because you wouldn't be making profit, right? Yeah, no. It wouldn't make out, especially for residential, the margins are so thin. For commercial, you're playing with better margins, but for residential, it's very thin. You have two people working, and you have the gas, and you have equipment, your overhead, insurance, and all that to worry about. Sometimes it doesn't add up. Some people don't like it. (laughs) What can I do? I have to pay bills as well. How much of the day do you spend on business and how much of the day do you spend on landscaping? Running the business, uh, operating the business. So yeah. My schedule, I get up at 8, get the guys going. I'll go see the site with them first just to get everybody going. Uh, then I'll leave. Then I'll probably have five, six estimates aligned almost every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my job is more of behind the scenes. That I've established now that a good crew, that I know that will get the job done the way I want it to be done. I spend most of my time behind the scenes or just talking to people, um, doing the marketing, expanding how can we do better, how can we do it better, what fields are we going to. You're seeing yeah, what's so. working and what's not working? Yeah. I keep track of everything. I'm, a, da- I'm a data guy. Uh, yeah, you have yeah, to. It's exactly. important because then you know what you can do yeah. and what, what else is opportunity at. Exactly. And if you don't have your numbers right, things will never work out. You need to know what it is. If you're just working and randomly giving out prices, you don't know how much things are costing you, you don't know at the end of the day you look and you've done it all for nothing. But that's construction though. Yeah. A lot exactly. of guys think that they're making a lot of money. They're not. 
they're not. The check looks big, but when you pay everybody out, it's all gone, my friend. It goes yeah, for sure. Here's real fast, right? So I, I love that you're analyzing things and trying to figure out how much money you spending on marketing. For marketing, we run a hundred dollars a day. A hundred dollars a day, yeah. and, and so you have your set parameters on how much money you need to bring in to justify that hundred dollars a day. I mean, the hundred dollars a day, I can divide it for you. So hundred dollars a day, our average lead is about fourteen dollars. Okay, so from, from those leads, say we do a hundred dollars, and let's say it's ten dollars per lead, and we get ten clients. Out of those ten clients, I close forty percent to five fifty percent. Sometimes that's the closing rate. So I have everything detailed to that. That's a good closing rate. Yeah, you're almost half, man. Close to that. Trying to be better on it, though. Uh, that's that part I was actually going to ask you about. When you were doing it, were you doing all the estimates yourself? Or did of you course train? I was. You did everything yourself. I did it all myself. I broke it all down myself. And it wasn't until I started paying attention to a lot of the sub-trades that I was hiring and how they were breaking things down that I realized that I could quantify my custom opportunities. It wasn't so much like... Because a lot of guys that do what I was doing GC-wise is um, you have to figure out a figure on what's your value. But then when you look at subtrades, every subtrade has a cost associated with a task, whether whatever trade it is, electrical or roofing or landscaping, yeah. or you, you know exactly what the cost is. So I started realizing I could do the same with that. But yeah, then you, if you actually sat down and started realizing how much more time you were spending on trying to customize the estimate to get to the client and how many clients you would get or not get. But I also, in same, uh, the same respect, I would focus on which client I want to work with. So when you meet somebody, which I'm sure you do too, right? It's the same. Like, I'm not going to squabble over somebody who's going to want to like, yep. oh, I can get somebody else to do it for a thousand dollars cheaper. I'm like, great. Enjoy. Have a great day. Yeah, nice to meet sure. you. But you, you try to do that, but you still get a bad client. They still come. I still tell people that your best client that you think you have could be your worst client of your entire career, right? That's true. It's just, it's construction. That's what it is. Sometimes they're nice at the beginning. You begin to work and then everything starts to come off. But you just don't know what's going to happen. Like you just, it's construction. It's very unpredictable. I mean, you can control what you can't control. But other than that, it's very hard to know what the customer is going to be like. I mean, I like the fact that for you guys, I guess you guys don't have contracts, but you have to keep moving to a different job every time for us. We can come back to the same client and who we don't like, we, he can go. But we get fired all the time. Like we finish a job, we're done. That's it. We're gone. Yeah. We hope that they refer us to somebody else and we get another job from it. But yeah, you guys have maintenance. You can go back. You have repeat work. You can stay in touch with them. And I'm sure you do, right? So then you can get more work from there. Plus the repeat. I actually moved away from like contracts for probably one full year. Really? I was focused on just providing the service itself. But then when it's very unpredictable, you don't know what work is going to come. But when you know how much your overhead is and how much money is coming in monthly from just lawn maintenance and things that's coming in every month rather than just like God knows who's going to call you to take this job or how much you're going to make this month depends on the job that you're taking. Uh, so then I brought it back, but focused more toward the commercial side. So say, you know that engineers make a lot of money, right? Yeah. They can make a lot of money. Yeah. Same as civil engineers. Sure. So why do you feel construction landscaping trumps engineering for you? I mean, the money is not an issue. Uh, it's not about um, the money. Not about the money. I'm, I mean, I believe my, the company would be worth over 100 million before I'm 30. So that gives me eight years. So I have high goals. I don't. I believe it. Yeah. So, I totally believe and it. And I truly believe it in my deep in my heart. So when I say it to you, I'm like telling you the truth. And I like to manifest things out there. Uh, but the engineering, even just work in general, you're not 
getting paid on how much how much work you're putting in that hour. Like you can just work hard for one full hour, you're still getting paid the same rate. But for when you work on your business, a lot riskier. So if you want looking for safety net or anything like that, having a job is better. But when you're running your own business, you're getting paid based on how much work you put in. Yeah. Right. So it's an equal output. So, and you've always been this way. What was your first job as a kid? Never had a job. This is your first job? Yeah. No. I work with my uncle landscaping and that's it. That was it. Actually, I worked uh, on Amazon, uh, Amazon warehouse for one week. (laughs) So. I think they were giving the student benefit out during COVID. And, uh, one week, eh? you made it one week? One Five week. days or seven days? No, four days. Four days. Four days. <laughs> four days, four days then hour shift, <laughs> one week. Man, I was standing for 10 hours straight and I have flat feet. And I would sit down and the manager would come and yell. I'm like, brother, I'm just taking a two minute break, my feet. I could really mess up. If I stand for too long, my knee would start to hurt. And I didn't have my insoles at the time where I can use. Uh, Work two days, three days. Man, I would go home. I would buy ice packs from the gas station because my knees would torture me. And I would, like, bath next day, repeat. But it's only four days. I was like, this is torture, man. Yeah. Soul sucking. For sure. It's like a robot. They bring you this card, right? And you're scanning and putting it on a robot. And this robot moves and takes it somewhere else. And then when you're done this card, you think you finally finished? It brings you three more. Another one comes. Another one. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Doing that for 10 straight hours. Well, he's on his super yacht right now, enjoying everything. For sure. Bezos, 100%. <laughs> his story is incredible, though. It is. He was smart about the way he did everything. It's supposed to be a bookstore. I know. I know. We all know the story. It's amazing, his story. But um, yeah, now it's just a huge, greedy corporation. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. That's how we all use it. Though. I'm sorry. I use it. We all use it. But uh, that was the first job, eh? Then yeah. your uncle's landscaping, and now this. Oh, this, yeah. How many employees again? Six. Six employees right now. And growing or no? Uh, for now, no. We usually taper down during the winter season. So it'll be me and then two crew members in the truck to snowplow commercial. And then Josh and another person to do the houses. So it'll be five. Sometimes four. Just depends on how big the storm is. So if your uncle wasn't doing landscaping and he was doing a different trade, would internal be? I feel like building a business is what attracts me. It's not... I enjoy the field of landscaping, but building the company and growing a brand is more interesting to me. If I wasn't doing this, I would probably do like a social media marketer or something like that. What's the uncle saying now? (laughs) He's doing well as well. He's proud. Yeah? Yeah, they're all proud. But does he acknowledge that he goes, you're doing good, kid. You're like... Yeah, but he keeps it low key. He doesn't like of to say it. Of course he has. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, to exactly, keep it low key. Yeah, yeah, he can't exactly. give you full recognition. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He's just probably gonna drive by you and go, "Yeah, you're doing good. I saw that job. Yeah. You're doing good." Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's that the way, extent yeah, for of sure. it. But that's how they would do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is, which you know that they they they're proud of you, right? Yeah, you get the respect from the OGs, of course, yeah, right? That's yeah, what, that's yeah. what's important. I I trust me. I got a lot of respect from a lot of the older cats that didn't like me at first, right? But then they start seeing your work ethic and they start seeing the work that you do sure. how much you care what you want to grow what you want to give back and they're like going okay that's legit it's that a construction sense. game man you got to pay respect to the people above who've paved the way for you so i feel like being respectful to any people who does construction is they're doing the hard job out there so be respectful to everyone and especially to people who paved the path for you to be in this position sometimes they can come off wrong but you got to do it regardless. And then when they see you, they'll recognize the effort and the work that you put in for sure. Is there a lot of competition on that uh, 
you said it was a Facebook group, that landscaping group that you guys were on? Yeah, it's all fun. It's all fun games. They send projects. They help each other. And during winter season, anybody's stuck, anybody is, they'll help each other out. Really, yeah? Yeah. It's been a while since I had a landscaper on the show. That's why I was like excited about having you on the show, right? Because I, I only know so much from you guys, but I just like, I know that, um, I know you guys are all passionate about it. Sure. Like you're, you're handling stones, heavy stones, and you're, you're like the way things are designed and cut and built and all this other stuff. But, and then Mother Nature is the big one, right? The big question mark. It's the only thing out of your control. Exactly. You can't do anything about it. Exactly. And you try to fight it sometimes. You just and it's, there's only so much mud you can fight before you got to give in. For sure. I mean, for mother, you got to make. You mean you have to take your precautions. I mean, I don't book five days a week when I know winter is coming. I yeah. leave one day just for margin rooms and moving people around. If one day comes and then you have to delay everybody a day, it's, it becomes difficult. So I leave margins in between each job. I look at the weather just to see what the next 14 days look like. And then I'll plan off of that. Not usually accurate, but just to have one day extra. Which weather app are you using? The Weather Network. Oh, the Weather Network yeah. one? They're pretty good these days? Yeah, not as accurate as you could be. No, those 60% rain chances never yeah, come. What is that all about? <laughs> exactly. like, that, makes no, that makes no sense, man. Are you already thinking about how you're going to get out of this business? Or not yet? Because you're still growing it. I will not say get out. I, I, would, I would like to be less in the field outside working but the business part of it yeah exactly that's what i was asking you about when you did all the estimates yourself because i was hiring i was thinking of hiring a sales guy commission based and have them do the estimate but i it's would so say hard to trust somebody to close like you do i would say yes i would say the same way that you're trying to find your crew and trying to find the workers and that whole you minute late you're fired i would say you find somebody try to find somebody because that'll give you opportunity to continue building the brand it's hard right. to give your baby to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes hey, you, like, you have to, though. Yeah, no, 100%. You have, if you can't do that. I mean, when I got started, I did everything by myself. I was like, okay, I'll handle that. I'll handle that. I'll, and like everything. And then eventually, you're like, I don't want to handle that. I got to hire somebody. So you start hiring. And you get some bad apples. Like, the work doesn't work well. And then you go in there. And all of a sudden, like, I hired somebody. I paid somebody. But then I'm doing the work now to fix it and finish it, right? So it's, But then you learn. But if you really want to advance your business, yeah, you have to. What was the best hire you've made? Best hire? Yeah. I would say the best hire I ever made were people, I go back to people that respected what I was trying to build as much as I respected it. Okay. The ones that didn't, I remember, clearly, I remember conversations on job sites where you interview somebody to come on the site and, and talk about a scope and what you want them to do. And they would have nothing but negativity and difficulty trying to accomplish the scope versus people that would embrace and look at the opportunity. So it was clearly obvious that I wouldn't want to work with somebody that was looking at the scope as a difficult versus someone who was looking at the scope as a challenge. Yeah, That's just as simple as that. So anybody that looked at opportunity as a challenge for me, I embraced. Like the they may not have, right? yeah, they, they may not have known exactly how to do it. Man, five years ago, did I know how to do a podcast? I didn't know shit about it. I'm not even an audio guy. I came from film before that, right? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, there's a thing in film where you don't respect audio guys. Audio oh, guys, really? you don't, you just don't respect They're just them. there, yeah. They're just there. Yeah. They're important because we need to capture the audio, yeah. but they're there. They're not really part of the crew, right? So you never really had respect for them, right? So it's like when I, 
people were planting the bug. They're like, man, you should start a podcast. You start a podcast. You're always talking to people on sites. You're always talking, picking brains and all this other stuff, right? And I'm like, I don't know shit about it. I don't know anything about it. And I'm still learning to this day, right? But then you you hire people, you talk to people, you meet people, and, and then you figure out, okay, what do I need? What do I need? And then you grow it from there. Sure. Then all it is is just you just ask questions. I get people that are smarter than me on the show all the time, man. I do that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> to learn. It's all about learning. You can never stop learning. You can never stop learning. So if I can get more and more people on the show that are smarter than me, they can teach me certain things. Not necessarily just about the trades. I like that lately. I think a big chunk of the late shows, the lately shows, shows lately that uh, we've done, it's been teaching about business and life and just figuring out where to find like things that you want to accomplish and stuff like that. That's what I like about it. So I, I never focused. That's when I started the show. I never said construction, just about trade people, about swinging a hammer and about that. No, man, it's about the people. And I, I'll embrace anybody from any culture, any place or whatever they come. You know what I mean? Even electricians, right? But it's just anybody at all, right? Because I want to pick their brain. I want to talk to them. I want to see what makes them tick. I want to see what new tricks. You got a lot of tricks in your bag that you, you're discovering or you're finding or you're communicating with other people and you're going to pick up. You listen to shows. You look at what's going on. You listen to clients and what they're asking for. You're paying attention to all kinds of stuff like that. Why are you doing that? You're doing that because it's helping you grow your business. Sure. So you see the value in it. Yeah. It's never a waste of a conversation. You always have, there's always a bone to pick from anybody you speak to. It could be a homeless guy on the street. He has some knowledge, something you don't know. So I always look at it that way. The, the, I mean, who you are really is defined by your social network, I believe, 100%. You're a reflection, 100% you're a reflection of it, right? And For you sure. don't ever know everybody's full story. You don't know everything that they went through or how they got to that point, whether they're successful or not successful, right? Yep. But, I mean, we all know that ups and downs, it still made you who you are. Yeah. good there's or no bad light. there's no light without darkness for no sure. exactly yeah, right be. so that's why i'm like don't dismiss anybody just for the sake of they're beneath us right i've come across clients that just think that trades people are beneath them because they're high executive people that have in their eyes been really successful and done a lot of money and they drive fancy cars and all kinds of stuff i'm like great you look like you're miserable and you're not happy and whatever if that's who you are then great whatever whatever but i look at trades people and they're in the mud rain snow freezing layer sweating coughing sick smiling their asses off man exactly why are they smiling their asses off there's a reason i want to know yeah for sure and th those people who are just give bad energy in general i feel like it's more of an insecurity within and they just reflect on other people they probably they tell you something they probably do it themselves so uh, no, di meeting different people and picking up different brains. It's definitely, I mean, it's a way to have shortcuts of a lot of things. You don't need to experience everything. You can pick a bone from a guy who's been through the same thing and just even just do some improvement on your own and make it your own pathway. But if you have to experience everything, it will take you a long time. I always loved on site tradespeople speaking to other tradespeople and just picking their brain. Sure. Like we know that they came on site and they're this trade. We know what their scope is. But I liked in around the course of the day, they would have a conversation with another trade and just go, listen, how would you do this? And you know they're doing that because they want to try to learn from that and they want to understand who that person is. But they were also doing it to like, what do you like as a person? Like, who are you really? Like, it's just really simple. It's like, we can all just be working, but it's nice to get to know the person too. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a life that's going on, right, outside of the construction life. And you don't know exactly what's going on, right? So maybe they have a lot of troubles or what's going on, but then you can just talk. And it goes back to just, why can't we just be human, man? Exactly. <laughs> Simple as yeah. that, right? Nobody better than nobody. Nobody's above anybody else. Help as much as you can. Share the good, positive thoughts. Have a positive reflection. And that'll be your, that'll be your, how your legacy ends. But if you're just negative and bringing people down with you. I think that's why the, the miserable industry life. has an up on a lot of other industries, right? Sure. I think a lot of other industries are just a rat race of everybody trying to get to accomplishments, yeah. especially with social media. It's like visual accomplishments to show other people that are complete strangers. I'm amazing. I'm successful. I've done this. Sure. Meanwhile, you're like a void. You know what I mean? Yeah. You Like you're not really truly happy, man. For sure. I mean, I get to see a lot of the university students of my stories and the, the things you, I mean, why, why nobody needs to know you're eating at this restaurant or just enjoy the moment and be present. And people do a lot of things just for social media, which is you're living your life based on how other people view you. So you'll never even be satisfied within yourself. It's just a bad way to live overall. I don't even know why we got there, but <laughs> exactly. we, we, we went deep, man. No, it's going, it's, <laughs> Let's get that's, back. That's, that's what happens, For man. Sure. No, it's, so I just, I love that you got such ambition in this industry, right? Like this is, you know, this is rare, right? From a 22 year old. This is not the norm. I, I don't know that many 22 year olds that have that much drive, right? I guess so. I'd say so. You don't think so? You I think so. I think so. I just, I don't like to compare. To compete with others, I feel like I'm just trying to become the best version that I can possibly be. Yeah. And that just been working out so far. Good for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Man. Good for you. Uh, so you, okay, so on the negative side, because you've only been positive, man. Anything negative in the industry that you don't like? Uh, as in like on our jobs or just in general? In general. Uh, I mean, any callbacks on our job, I'll take that as a negative any bad interaction with the customer or even even just the vibe or the energy within the crew itself. I feel like that changes a lot of things. Um, somebody's negative, he brings everybody down, he's yelling at everybody, people don't even want to work anymore. So I try to be very cautious of how the environment is. And I try to make it more of a family-friendly environment mm. to avoid that. But as a negative, we try to avoid it while we're working. I mean, we're together for eight hours, nine hours at most. Let's just make the most fun of it. Everybody goes home. Everybody's happy. And I don't want it a competition between the workers. I want them to be hang Work out together. on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Be more of a family environment. Are you looking to connect with key decision makers and influencers within the Toronto's built environment? Join more than 10,000 attendees, including Deloitte, RioCan, Broccolini, LedCore, Ellis Don, Multiplex, Colliers, and more at The Building Show taking place November 30th to December 1st. Across three days, The Building Show features countless networking opportunities like Hard Hat Happy Hour, more than 500 exhibitors on the expo floor to source new products from, and educational sessions covering the topics that matter most to you, such as how to run an effective business, high-performance construction projects, and looks into new legislation and changes to the building codes. If that's not enough to convince you, mention code CONSTRUCTIONLIFE when registering and you'll save 10% off your building show pass. Register online at www.thebuildingshow.com. You ever had to deal with a bad client? Yeah, multiple. How did you handle that? I mean, I can give an example. One time, the issue was there was, we were digging the, uh, it was concrete. 
right? We're just removing the concrete from the, the driveway and we're gonna install interlock. We're removing the concrete, removing the concrete, and the guy wanted to switch the stone. And every stone price is different. And switch the stone before the stone showed up on site? Yeah, before the stone showed up on site. Okay. But he didn't want to do the price adjustment to the stone. And we are already in. And as I told you, one of the offers were 10% only at upfront. So that really can mess up with you when you have a bad client. Of course. If you're already putting so much from your own money into the project that you haven't even gotten paid yet. And we actually ended up leaving the job. So we destroyed all the concrete. We paid to remove all the concrete. And then we were about to dig for foundation before he said that. And we left and there's not much you can do. You can't file a lawsuit against a client for something like that. You just have he to just take your loss. What was, it was, a, it was it a dramatic price difference between the stone that he wanted to use? It was $2 a square foot. And it was about 5,000 square feet around all the house. Wow. Yeah. What can you do, man? No, I'm, like, I'm not disagreeing yeah, with exactly. you. Because, like, no, you have to protect yourself at that point, right? Because sure. you already know where this was potentially going to go. For sure. And uh, I'll take the loss rather than just keeping the workers there around that type of energy guys yelling guys whatever you know sometimes the clients man be so nice to you that eat like you give they're giving the workers food water whatever we the workers themselves will go out and beyond and doing extra stuff I had one guy he was just we were changing grass and then he had extra time dry so he trimmed the whole trees front and backyards for the client no cost the client asked him to do that no he just did it he just did it he just did it it's like we were, we were taking the final picture it would look better like that like, oh, okay. <laughs> No problem, Josh. Well, then I'm sure the final picture sure. looked nicer. Yeah, exactly. It was all good. Yeah, and customer satisfied. That's the most important. So they're probably like, they noticed it and they're, okay, well, that's nice yeah, of them that exactly. they did that. Yeah, and we were like, by the way, we just trimmed all the trees for you. I just added like an extra <laughs> substitute. Because that's the thing is that you're in construction, you're going to come across some bad clients. You're going to come across some really yeah. good clients. For sure. How's the vibe on the crew at that point? Like, I mean, do they feel your pain? I mean, I tell them to stay away. I tell them go sway in the truck, and then if it figures out we're going to come work, then you can come back and we'll do it. It's kind of smart. Yeah. yeah I just don't like them to see the interaction at all. I've never, I've never had an argument on site. Really? I refuse to have an argument on site. I, I, I always found that arguments on site were about just chest pounding, right? You know what I mean? And it made no sense to me. Yeah. And I always felt that it should be communicated. And I definitely think it should be communicated between the two parties that are involved, right? You don't need this to involve everybody, yeah. right? Whether it's me and the client or me and a, a trade or something like that, there's no reason for the um, theatrics. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Not uh, at all, right? And raising the voice is what kills me, man. It's just like we can have a grown conversation. <laughs> I'm much younger than you. We don't have to do that. Yeah. We can have a grown conversation. We can come up to a solution. Or we, if we don't, we can still have respect for each other. At the end of the day, we didn't have to hate each other. It didn't work out. didn't work out. No problem. But when yelling comes into play and cussing and all that, it's just like, come on, man. I don't have time to do it. It makes no sense at that sure. point. But I mean, construction, you'll get that. You'll get a lot of chest pounding, right? You'll yeah. just get guys who want to be louder than the other guys, right? Yeah, people take pride in showing off sometimes. So. <sighs> Not, is it showing off or just being stupid and silly, right? That's, that point, that's right? what they think of it. <laughs> I know you come across a lot of those, man. No, you just come across it. I just, and you also get some trades who don't care at all. And then, like, you just, I, I've had plenty of times where I butt heads with just trades that just, I'm dumbfounded that I think, in my eyes, because I've done every single job, right? That it would have taken just as long to do it the right way than it would have done doing it the fast and cheap stupid way sure you would have 
at the same time. I could have had a clock on both like at the same time. So then why wouldn't you have just gone down this way and take care of that? And and then then what really makes me roll my eyes is well, that's not how we've been doing it for years, right? That's not how the industry is. That's not how I'm like it's time to evolve, man. Sure. So like, wait, what is, this is what separates you from the industry. So you don't make a lot of friends that way, but then all you're doing is just weeding out the people you really want to work with, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the guys who take the shortcuts on the jobs, it's like, they're not going to be around for long. I mean, you can only, you can find new customers, but if your business doesn't work on repetitive customers, it will never work. The word will, the word will get out. For sure. And all the reviews looking bad. Like people, people who just come in to just make quick buck and leave. These are the worst. Sometimes I see like... I see the landscape, the hardscape guys come in and they don't go that extra little bit. And it looks beautiful today. And I love the little wash down. Eh? Like a little yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it looks beautiful for the day. And my first thought is, wait till we come out of winter. Just wait till we come out of winter. Sure. And sure enough, I'll walk by and I'll look at it in the spring. And I'm like, look at that. I'm a psychic, man. How am I such a psychic at that point? <laughs> You've seen the process. I just sure. seen the process. I know exactly what's going to happen. But the client don't know. Then the client's upset at the industry. They're upset at the contractor. But they hired the cheapest person. Awesome. You should, I should make a book or a video. Explain the clients how they should choose the job or how they should choose the, Do the contractor. Do because, it. man, I've seen somebody laying down grass. Eventually, you need to tell the old grass up. So the weeds and all the thing comes out from the root. So it doesn't come back again next year. That's the whole point of changing the grass. Seeing people dump soil on top of the grass and then lay grass on top. Seriously? So what? In about 10 years, you have hedges. <laughs> <laughs> next year, it will be flooded. Because soil is cheap, but people, especially on the, in our area, Brampton, stopped taking a lot of work there. Yeah. More toward Mississauga and Oakville. People there, they're just, they're just undercutting each other doesn't make any sense so they'll get a price so they'll get your price they'll get two or three other prices and then they'll just keep on undercutting asking you to go lower and lower yeah i mean the starting the companies are just starting now that's why i moved to interlocking more because grass is very i mean anybody can learn how to do grass it's very simple but to do it the right way it's not yeah anybody can show to the client that they can do it um but because so many people can do it, it's become too much people in the market to give quotes to and if somebody's working himself and another guy instead of having a crew to do the job then he's just not calculating labor costs or anything so he'll go probably 50 percent lower a dollar a square foot maybe for grass which doesn't make any sense so they make 300 dollars at the end of the day and so at that point How? you might as well just worked yeah yeah you getting involved in sprinklers uh no i have a subcontractor for that it comes up occasionally yeah. right everyone's asking for that now yeah exactly yeah eventually we'll have on our own house but for now we'll use a subcontractor we've been using the same one um he comes he knows what to do we usually finish grading uh, the entire job leave it for him one day and not even you know, lay down all the pipes we come in and install grass the next day it's not a bad gig yeah it's not, not too bad <laughs> What is your, okay, I'm just, well, do you have favorite shrubs or anything like that? Or are you like anything, like, what do you like in a landscape? Like, what do you like? I'm not a plants guy, man. You're not a plants guy? No. But you got to appreciate, like, sometimes I'll see landscape a little too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a little too much. I'm more of a hardscaping kind of guy. For, for a client, I'd, I either have Josh go with them to uh, the nursery and then we'll go through all their options. But I, me and the trees don't like each other. Say that at least. I'm more of a hardscaping. Wait guy. a minute. Have you planted a tree yet? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm just yeah. I think <laughs> I think every person should. I've planted dozens of trees, but I think every every person should plant a tree at some point in their life, yeah, whether you're in construction or not in construction. I don't care if you're like in business or whatever. I don't know IT data entry. I don't know I don't, whatever. Plant a tree. Figure out somewhere where you can plant the tree. I think it's important. See, seeing its process is fun. Seeing it grow, man. I've seen trees that I've grown that, or that I've grown that I've planted like they've grown. They've done really well, right? So no, I think it's important to plant a tree. <laughs> Everybody plants a tree. <laughs> I plant the trees sure. that have died too, right? So I don't know what happened, but it just got attacked by something and then it died and I felt bad about it, right? I was like, hey, that was going to be a really nice tree when it was going to grow up, right? Yeah, some trees, if you don't put them in the right, if they don't get the right amount of sun, because if you put it too close to the house and you have shade and you run into those type of issues. Um, so that's what I mean. You need something that would, that can survive in the shade rather than just a, a tree that needs a full sun. So that's where it comes to it. Just send them to the nursery and these professionals take care of that. Let's go hardscape now. Why can't we bring some of the hardscape from back where you are and also Europe here in Canada? Why do we have to do the Canadian or the U.S. types of hardscape? Man, the houses we have here, it's, it's all wood. When I first came, I was surprised. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, if you punch the wall, the thing goes there. It's all brick. Everything is Listen, don't, don't get me on that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to fix the drywall. It's and a lot easier to fix, but, but the houses over there yeah. are built much better to last. Yeah, for sure. Families, generations, all kinds of stuff, right? Those houses don't go down. It's, everything is brick. Everything. Concrete and Strong, brick. Strong, yeah. solid, quiet. For sure. You don't hear the <laughs> next note in the next room yelling at that point, exactly. right? But I mean, I would love to start seeing, I don't know why some of these companies don't go the old cobblestone roots, the tinier stones. I guess it's just because it becomes very, very expensive, right? It's expensive and you need to also think of it as when you're expanding, you cannot just keep detailed on one specific part. You need to satisfy the majority. And I feel like that's why Canada has been growing a lot. It's very much easier to build a house here than building a house back home, mm-hmm. right? Drywalls, it's easier to put up the house. Cheaper cost, well, not now anymore, but back in the day. What it was. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Just makes sense if you think about it. But as in structure-wise and beautiful scene to look at, it's definitely using brick. Masonry is better. I'm, I'm agree. I, I, I totally, I'm a brick guy. I've always been a brick yeah. guy. Classic brick, not the larger brick. Um, I mean, I like good siding, wood siding, if it's done well. Sure. And there's been guys on the show that I see a lot of their pages, and I'm like, yeah, that's amazing work. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a certain style, you know what I mean? But um, I, I'm not crazy about other kinds of cladding and material and all kinds of stuff. A lot of this stuff is just being pushed just because some company's trying it out. And yeah. is it going to last a lifetime? I don't know. You start seeing, I don't know, like I, a lot of the ACM, a lot of the metal, a lot of different kinds of stuff. I know that they try to push porcelain slabs on the exterior. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are in the wrong country for that stuff. Sure. Like you, you <laughs> it's not going to handle that. You're no. not going to handle that stuff, right? Sure. But, I mean, on the hardscape, you know, you getting clients that are asking you to do intricate patterns and anything like that? You're trying to do No, yeah, so far it's just been straightforward pattern. I mean, we do pattern with the black border around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, um, I want to be able to, you can merge two interlocking patterns together. Where, let's say you're doing, just let's say a regular driveway, and you'll just cut a pathway in the driveway, for example, for a different stone to be laid out in. That looks beautiful, actually. They sent it in the group chat yesterday. I'm like, that looks nice. Really, yeah? Yeah. They're sending you the specs on how to, like, what they no, want? No, they just said, I mean, it's very simple to do, but the idea is nice. So it's a lot more work, because different of stones, yeah. Of course, and then you got to mix and match. And ideally, yeah, exactly. are they the same thickness stone? Yeah, it has to be the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's going to be a nightmare for you after has later on, right? I mean, for the driveway, it's usually like 80 mils, 3 inches. Uh, patio, you go around 60 to 50 mils, the lowest. 
Clients are asking for bigger, bigger stones. Uh, I mean, the size of the stone, yeah, they like bigger sizes. I mean, the most popular right now is the three different variations where you go small, medium, and large. Yeah. Uh, but the more modern houses, for sure, especially where the pools are, they like the bigger stone spread out over the place. Gray? It's all, uh, all gray. All gray. Gray yeah. mix. Yeah, nickeled gray. Every type of gray they like. Why can't we just do a black? I don't know. They have black accents. You're a black guy like me, right? Well, yeah, I yeah. love black, man. Sure. It's just, I get it. what are they afraid of? Hot? I don't know. Nine times out of ten, you got shoes on while you're walking outside on the driveway. You can do black, like, touches and finishes. I mean, I mean, the black border really gives a nice hint, but you can do more with it, for sure. People like to be safe. When you sell in the house, you want it to be... It's not everybody's... <coughs> everybody's going to like it, like the most basic, basically, color-wise. Here's, here's the one biggest bone I've got a problem with anybody who does interlocking, and I don't know. I'm just assuming because I haven't seen your detail on this, but you know the, the, the keyhole for the water supply, right? The round. Yeah, yeah. I hate walking by a crew that's installing stone, and I'm watching them, and I'm already disappointed because I already know how much they dug or how little they dug, and I'm seeing that water supply keyhole. They got it in a square, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what you are, for sure. It drives me crazy, man. It drives me absolutely insane. Why not just, I get that square is like so much faster to cut and they just fill it in with the sand and I'm like, why don't you just... Yeah, man, put a bigger stone. Usually for those squares, we get the larger stone in the patch and then we'll keep cutting around it slowly with the concrete saw and then we'll cow it out and then put it in. Grind yeah, it yeah. down. Takes five minutes, 10 minutes extra, sure. But I think you gotta try better. to convince a client to do a, a black accent around that thing. <laughs> It's going to be hard to cut, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you got to wedge cut the whole thing yeah, and, exactly. and move it all the way around, yeah, right? Sure. And put a little little accent on that and make it like a, a that's, focal point. That's when you walk by, man, and you can see it. Like, done by a terrible That's, that's, that's going to be a city <laughs> worker that worked for the plumbing water waste <laughs> for division. Sure. They want that done. But I just, yeah, don't cut the square holes, man. Oh, man. Don't. Yeah. Those are the worst. It just I got to fill in all the gaps. <laughs> don't like seeing no... Especially people leave the, all the triangles, they don't like cutting it. So cut it the same size. Take your time doing the measurements. Make sure it's right. If it's not done, do it again. The thing is, yeah, it takes time, but people are not patient. They want to just finish the job and get it out of yeah, there, right? Even not just that. Sometimes the workers is, are just they're trying to move and make work happen quicker. I'm like, take your time. It's okay. One hour extra. If it's two hours extra to get the job done perfect, like there's no point of leaving it good. If it only takes two hours to make it perfect, so just go for that. Are all the kids doing this? Because I remember seeing this about maybe 10, 11 years ago. There was one guy who was tamping all the stone on the job that I was doing. And he put um, like a rubber pad underneath it. And then he tamped it all, right? And, yeah. and he was doing that because he found that some of the stones would crack when he was just trying to tamp all of them with a tamper, right? Are you guys still doing that these days? We tamp, but we go over with the compactor. It has wheels on it. And okay. then it shakes the ground. And the reason why you do that is you want the sand to fall in the joint. Yeah. And it felt, because when you put it down, there's still probably a big gap at the bottom. So yeah. you can fit in a little bit more sand. That just holds the structure a little bit So you're bit still better. going the tamper that's metal to the stone? Uh, no, so there's a it cushion? has like, the compactor has like wheels at the bottom. So it just vibrates the stone. Oh. Yeah. See, I've been out of the game long enough, man. I don't know what the new tools are. Like. Yeah, no, it just vibrates and then the thing goes down. Wow, that's a lot sure. easier. Yeah, damping doesn't work, man. Even some people, you can just, they put a thick rubber band and they just run the, the actual compactor without the wheel 
No, it's still the same result. The stone doesn't crack, especially those thick stones, the 80 mil stones. Yeah. Yeah, but the 50s, when you get to the 50 millimeters ones, then those are more tend to crack than the other ones, for sure. Have you, um, who's got, the, like, what sand are you using these days? It's all polymeric sand. Yeah, nowadays, from right? Seal King, yeah. Yeah, Seal King, yeah. yeah. And then what's the base? It's all the hydro, what, what's it? Uh, no, the, the, the base. Uh, uh, crushed stone or HPP? HPP, yeah, right. HPP is to do the level. Yeah. So that's the final level you do with HPP, and un underneath that is crushed stone, or you can do a three quarter inch gravel. You ever had a client ask you to do the concrete base and then do the HPP on top of that and then lay the stone? No. I that had. Doesn't uh, make sense though. I it it, it actually it. It does. Ma I've seen the science. I was invited to a class to do it, right? And they they actually did it. There was another product that they were using, and I was like, it was concrete based to begin with, so just like a concrete slab, oh, thick. or six inches, okay. reinforced. Then they had this other material that was much better than AP HPP, and then all of a sudden HPP, and all of a sudden um, they put the stone on top of that, and I'm like, great. Can we talk about numbers now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me <laughs> and and then works. the numbers came out, and I was like, that's never going to fly, man. Like, that's never. That's something I would do in my own driveway, but that's not going to fly for a client. Yeah, it's too expensive to pour concrete, and you're basically, you're basically doing two services. But then my neighbor across the street, which I'm not really friends with because they're fully electric everything, like their car. Okay. Those are eco-friendly people. Their lawnmower. <laughs> Like everything's oh, a the, the the blower. It's all battery, right, and everything. And he's always proud and just this annoying person, just like waiting. Those environmental me. people, man, I'm trigger saving, my nerves. I'm saving the planet, right? And then I watch him in the uh, the fall bring out the hose to his pump that belongs to his pool in the backyard that he's been heating with gas all year long. For sure. Yeah, but it's great that you have that annoying sound that the Tesla makes when it backs up out of the driveway. I can't stand that sound. Even like I uh, watched a documentary about those batteries that they make. It's not environmental friendly, my friend. Yeah, I'm not even going to get down that path, but it's just like he did that with his driveway. He actually installed driveway stone. I swear to you, it was probably about three or four years later. He takes it all out. He takes it all out. Contractor came back. Same contractor. He takes it all out. Doesn't even reuse the same stone. He brings in another gray version of that stone. Not that much different. But he poured the whole concrete slab down, reinforced it, and then threw HPP on the top and then put the new stone on top. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Maybe you've got a shitload of money that you just want to be spending and that's it. But at that point, he what he should have really done is he did that driveway. For sure. So then he doesn't, the snow. Yeah, he doesn't have to shovel it anymore, yeah. right? But he didn't do that little electric boy. You know what I mean? Like, he, he didn't think about that far. <laughs> but I guess that he would take away from his pool, right? Yeah. So it's just like, you that's can't strange. be... That's a strange way to lay until that's, that's... I mean, it's, it's very it's expensive. Science-wise, science it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of roadways and sidewalk ways, like sidewalks that are in... Um, I don't know, uh, East, uh, not Eastern European, like sort of Scandinavian countries, they're doing it that way and they're lasting. They're not moving at all. But I mean, that's in a very expensive way sure. to do it. Yeah. And I don't see the market here in Canada embracing that. Yeah, it's better off to just bring the guy to fix it back and then move on. I mean, if it does settle, yeah. if you do it properly, 13 inch minimum, if you're doing it that way, there's a good chance. Unless 13 inch is really good, man. If you, yeah. you, even if you have heavier, like some, some guy we had has a trailer on top, we went 16 down. Wow. Yeah. So you went a little further just knowing that he yeah, had... I know my trailer when I fill in my driveway and it's filled with soil or rocks. Man. It's heavy. And it doesn't go. It doesn't move. Right? And I don't have interlocking on my driveway. I'm just saying I know the weight on those trailers. 
right? It's almost like three cars combined. So I need to have the extra foundation. I have pavement, and every time I was parking the the Sprinter, it got to the point where the Sprinter actually left grooves where the four tires would sit overnight. Got to the point where I didn't even have to look in the mirrors to back up. I just let it crest right into the, the <laughs> it valley. It comes in automatically. Here you go. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's automatic yeah, sprinter sure. parking. That's yeah. all it is, right? <laughs> Got your own valet going on at the house. <laughs> all right. What else do I want to know as we get close to wrapping up? Safe, what do you, you want to share here, man? Oh, safety procedures. I guess dust, eh? Safety procedures? Yeah, you guys do with dust. Cutting. There's nothing. Nothing crazy. Like, yeah. No, it, there's, there's nothing. Equipment-wise, yeah, when the bobcat is around, for sure. I mean, safety hats, hard hats, but... Uh, there's not it's not like you guys you guys the construction industry or it's much more complicated yeah I mean our machines are very other than the tiller which has blades at the bottom that cuts stuff you can hit your toe we have safety shoes on site so that's all that's fine right but why do you guys have to wear hard hats you're doing pavement you're doing we don't we don't we only wear hard hats i know while operating the bobcat only. yeah technically yeah. speaking right so that's for safety in case he falls over or anything but no. i i will say this because the ministry of labor was never gonna get on my ass about this shit but i <laughs> i did make a mojito in a bobcat and drank it but i didn't drive the mo- the bobcat so oh, yeah. what only one yeah, it was, no, it was two. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's that part you're cutting out. Man. <laughs> but I didn't. Dr- I started it, but I didn't drive it. Right? I you're want. You're using the AC only. I want yeah, to yeah. be responsible, right? But it's just technically speaking, I guess that would be illegal. And I want to bring this up because yeah. guys are talking about making those bucket coolers to put the beers in, and then there's a piece of concrete that's attached to a trowel, and then it looks like it's just a bucket, yeah. and then they open it up and it's got beers in it, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to have. I mean, one is okay, man. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not even. You just put you in a good mood. It's not How many other professionals are going out to lunch exactly. and whining, dining their clients and having a beer, wine, whatever, drink, and then going back to the office? And Especially when you operate it for so long, you kind of already know everything. You know the dimension of the bobcat. You know where you can fit, where you can't fit. You know all the steering directions. Listen, we're not advocating people to be drinking. <laughs> exactly. Bobcats, okay? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't be like Manny. Have two it, margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get away with it, by all means, do sure. it. All right, but don't do it. What else? That's about it. I mean, you got everything covered, man. Like you're like, I love where you're going with everything. Oh man, I really appreciate having you having me on. Uh, I'm seeing all always your, welcome. Seeing all your videos, and yeah. I'll definitely be texting you more and looking to you as Any a mentor time, for dude. sure. Any time yeah, at sure. all. If you want to bring the whole crew in here and have a whole one crew day, in, and one we'll day talk. For when, sure. when you get bigger, another year or so, we'll see where you're. Yeah, we'll at, see man. the update. Yeah, that's good. Maybe we'll do a yearly thing where you get a whole update on us for sure. I totally would love to do that, man. That's perfect. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to share before I get to the 12 questions to ask you? No, man. That's it? All right. So let me pull out these questions. I never printed it out yet. These are all new. Ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. I don't even think I sent you this, or maybe I sent you. I'm not exactly sure. The 12 construction questions? Yeah, yeah, but these are new ones. We're using new ones now, right? So what everyday sound brings you joy and comfort, Safe? Concrete saw. Really? Yeah. I like when things are getting cut. What's your favorite beverage? Diet Coke. What's your least favorite tool? Least favorite tool? Uh, edger. The edger that you do the garden beds with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, nature. Time alone in nature, for sure. What word or concept do you find overused or meaningless these days? Good question. Emotions. Yeah, no, eh? Everybody's too emotional these days. Get the work done regardless, my friend. 
What's your favorite curse word? You don't swear, do you really? I do. Fuck. (laughs) What's a good swear word in your language? Arabic. Uh, or you're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna I get. I don't want the family's gonna be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no, not do that. No, no, you'll get in trouble. Don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, never the barriers mind. Are doing fu- Ignore we'll that. Tell you, we'll tell you after show. After show after <laughs> Ignore show, that yeah. question. What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Uh, sport car wise, I definitely go Porsche 911 GT3 RS. And luxury wise, I probably go Rolls Royce. You're probably too young for this, but I don't know if you remember back in the '80s. I don't know why this has been stuck in my head lately. Lamborghini made a 4x4. Did they? Called the LM, I think it was called the LM002 or 020 or something like that. Just look it up. SUV? was An SUV, monster of a truck, beautiful truck. Only certain amount were made. They're probably, majority of them are back where you are from. I think there's Lamborghini in Jordan, but yeah, in the Middle East for sure. It's a beautiful vehicle, and I'm, for whatever reason, this vehicle has been stuck in my head, and I've been noticing it. And obviously, you talk about something. TikTok's been showing it now, and I'm like, this is insane. Oh, they I, know what you're like. They yeah. just know what's going on, right? But I just that Lamborghini 4x4 truck, LM, LM002 or something like that. Beautiful vehicle. I'll definitely look that up. Beautiful vehicle. Um what do you miss about your childhood, man? You're still a child. <laughs> what, do you, what do you miss about yesterday? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I miss activities. with When I was in Jordan, man, there isn't technically no grass. I mean, there is no natural grass in Jordan. There's not enough water to supply for grass. Yeah. Um, so we'd play on this asphalt, and then we'd, just, we would play soccer, man, after, from after school to the end of the night. And then we'd come home and then repeat every single day. So it's fun. It's crazy how these memories, when you were young, you want to be older, and then when you're older, you look back and you're like, yeah, I know. Sure. I know. In uh, in this digital age, what term or phrase resonates with your core? Who you are? Uh, attention to details. I could see. Yeah. Uh, if you could master a skill outside of your expertise, what would it be? Hmm. Good question. An expertise outside my skill. Uh, yeah. I would definitely want to learn about more of human psychology. You're already doing that in construction. Eh? That's true. It's coming up. It's a big part, actually. If you could have a candid conversation with a historical figure or a fictional character, who would uh, who would it be, and what would you ask or discuss with them? Uh, a history character. Let me think about this. What do you want to talk to, and who you want to talk to about? I would definitely talk a history character. Either or. Um, in the present, I would definitely talk to people like Elon Musk. I found that guy amazing. Very interesting sure. conversation, for yeah, sure. It's a lot. I don't know how he does all the things that he does. He's an android. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Welcome home, my son, my child. Oh, yeah. For sure. Same, man. Safe. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, man. Pleasure to finally pleasure. meet and, and have you on right. the show. And uh, who's handling all your communications? Somebody else's. Uh, so I do most of it Sometimes my sister helps out but God, That's what I thought it was right? So I want everybody to know Eternal Green Landscaping Reach him out on his website EternalGreenLandscaping.ca And his phone number 647-572-4456 And then EGLscaping at gmail.com And all over IG Facebook and TikTok TikTok is Eternal.Green Everything else is Eternal Green Landscaping Thank you so much Manny Thanks man We're out of here Angelina